You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum Podcast, where Welsh rugby matters. If you love Welsh rugby, this is a place for you. And it's going to be a very exciting one for us uh, tonight. First and foremost, because this week I got to meet two of my rugby heroes in Jamie Roberts and Adam Jones. And uh, you'll be able to hear that later on in the podcast. Uh, so yeah, you can find out just what Bomb thinks of Lynn Jones, or whether Jamie Roberts is an iPlayer or a Netflix man. And you can hear all that in the second half of the podcast, and so make sure... You do that. Uh, first of all, thanks for all your feedback this week on the Die Bishop podcast. Um, sorry about the uh, the sound quality on that one, but if you've not heard it yet, it is worth persevering with because it's one of the most fascinating uh, fascinating chats I've ever had with anyone, and um, it's good to hear that everyone everyone else enjoyed it as well. So thanks for all your feedback on that. Massively appreciated, and it's also it's done our best figures ever. So we're delighted about that. It's, it's our uh, the most, uh, the most amount of people who've listened to the Attacking Scrum this week. Uh, so, yeah, hugely chuffed about that one. And, yeah, good week all round, um, including for our sponsors, So Coffee Trades as well. So, again, as, as many of you will know, uh, this is a, a coffee business set up by uh, Scott, on, Scott Otten, the Ospreys hooker, and uh, he got on the score sheet on Friday night as well with a, a blistering two-yard run. Um, over the line, so well done, Scott, and look forward to uh, to the bonus coffee. It's generous, that too, yeah. <laughs> it is actually. Look forward to the bonus coffee you're going to send us, and maybe just maybe Dan Killick might get his hands on some this time. Dan, how are you? I'm good, Jed. Yeah, sleepy. Yeah, you do look. Uh, you do look even even for you, and you've often struggled with a having two kids. You yeah. often look a bit bleary eyed on a Sunday night, but uh, yeah, you. Yeah, fighting a bit. I, yeah, Imogen came sort of uh, heard her over the monitor at about two in the morning saying, Daddy, there's a worm in my bed. So uh, I sort of laid there hoping that the worm would uh, would disappear. But yeah. uh, he didn't. So down I went and uh, there were several of these worms uh, rummaging around in the bed. So I managed to get rid of them all. And then uh, <laughs> just as I'm heading towards the door, she went, Daddy, 
there's a snail in my bed. So uh, it went on like that. Yeah. So you've been you've been cleaning an imaginary garden at your daughter's bed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there weren't any animals in there, obviously. Yeah, just... But um, yeah, so it was an eventful one. Two hours sleep, and uh, here I am. Right. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully you're going to be able to negotiate your way through our usual uh, our usual features. So. We'll start with fact or fiction, as we always do, which is where we debate a series of statements to get to the bottom of the big issues from this week's Welsh Rugby. Right, um, five of these as usual, Dan. Give me a number of one to five. Five. Number five. Ospreys are going to be back to their best next season, fact or fiction? Fact. They're building very, very nicely now, aren't they? Um, I think how, much, how much of that was down... Cancer question straight up. How much of that was down to the fact that Connacht were garbage? A fair bit. They were they were poor, weren't mm-hmm. they? Um, I thought the Ospreys have been looking sharp, though, haven't they? They've been looking pretty good and building quite nicely over the last few weeks, five or six weeks. Um, when you, when I looked at the team, I just thought it's a bloody there's there's some, there's some great players there. Um, they shouldn't. They should not be as bad. They shouldn't yeah. be as bad as they as they had been, they for uh, for a good while. So I think they're in. You know, they're in a pretty good shape. They are going to miss. They're definitely going to miss bigger leaving. Um, Ashley Beck is a is a is a big loss, isn't he as well? I really like that access. Actually, I thought that. Yeah, it felt like it gave it gave Dan a really good option every time, and you know, not just what he can do with his do with his hand skills, but. The uh, you know the the different lines that he runs and cuts. I, yeah, I, I, he massively helps out the ten. Bit, I think it? it's a, I think it's a big a big shame he's leaving actually. So I think he's I know he's had his injury problems and I don't know how much of it is is down to that. But it's a, yeah, I think it's a real shame seeing him go. I think he's a wonderful player. Well, he would have I think he would have he would have done brilliantly well for Wales if he could have stayed fit. And yeah, the club club side that are taking him on now they are. He is, he is, it's a risk, isn't it? Because of well, the it's amount a risk of for Worcester injuries. Or it's a risk, it's a ri- for, uh... risk for Worcester, yeah. The, right. amount of inju- yeah, yeah, yeah. the amount of injuries he gets. I think if, you, if you're Ashley Beck, you're delighted um, because he doesn't play a great great amount of rugby. But I really hope he can stay fit, but I just can't I can't see it. Well, how many times have we said that? You know, that's, that's yeah. Um, all right, let's bring it back to the Ospreys, though. What did you see then? Not, not necessarily just on Friday night, but what have you seen in recent games that, that gives you this, uh, this reason to think they're going to be back to their best? They've got a game plan now that they're they're sticking to, so they're not you know before they were. It was a lot of passing the ball basically to to the the the, the bigger chaps then, mm-hmm. and they were just running straight and direct, and it was and then they they'd offload and it was one up runners and it was it was so predictable, but unfortunately unfortunately for the Ospreys you can get away with that if you've got players that are going to get over the game line and they weren't doing that, so. What they were doing wasn't working, and they had no nothing else they could turn to, at all. Um, and now that it's just quite a nice varied game, um, I still don't think the, the the selections are absolutely spot on, and mm. that's why I think there's there's some improve you know there's some improvement to be to, to be made. But um, they're looking you know they're a decent outfit. I, as I as I said when you when you look at the when you look at the team and the squad and the they have got a fair bit of depth there as well in certain positions. They should be doing a lot better. A couple of areas for concern, though. I think, firstly, you've mentioned the big name departures. You know, obviously, there's bigger in, into the mix. Okay, Beck. You know, Beck. As I say, it's, it's a real shame, but reality is he hasn't played that much rugby again this season. So maybe you know that's not going to be quite as quite as big a loss. Um, but then you've got you've got Webb into the mix, who we know is absolute 
is absolutely class. Potentially you've got our hip going as well. I'm still not entirely yeah, sure whether that's confirmed or not. We've talked about for ages. But you know, I think that's that's that that's an area for concern. You know, that amount is because even if let's say let's say Alan Davis and Scott Williams come in and and they prove to be absolutely belting size, we all know they're they're players who've got huge amount of potential. But it's going to take them a while to, to bed in. I think particularly in those positions, you know, Alan and Sam Davis are going to have to find a, you know, have to find that routine of playing together. And then you've got you've got Scott into that back line as well. So I think that's going to take a bit of a bit of a while. And then you've you know you've well, still got Fonatier going as well. Yeah, yeah, Fonatier going as well. And again, I just think I'm I'm why hasn't he played more rugby? I don't understand that because there's, there's times when he's to, to my knowledge. Hasn't been injured and just hasn't been anywhere close. I think particularly under Tandy, maybe he just didn't fancy him. But I'm telling you now, I think Frontier is going to go to the Scarlets and going to tear it up. Yeah. He's going to absolutely tear it up because I think he's I think he's a great footballer. He really is. Yeah, you know, he's like... hard. He's direct. But he's got good hands, good skills, and yeah, I think I think there's I think they're potentially going to unearth a. Jim, there's a, a little bit of like the like the Blues sometimes with uh, with the two boy, you know, Halaholo. Mm. Um, and Lilo and Lilo yeah playing in the centre they you're not quite sure whether it well we, we've often been critical yeah. of whether or not that works do you think there's a little bit of they're not quite sure with Fonatia who he works best with because they've chopped it around a fair bit haven't they and it's he's shown some nice glimpses mm. but it hasn't quite worked with the yeah, partners he's had that. yeah maybe it is um, but yeah you make a good point I mean losing losing Bigger and, and, and Webb is enormous I think that it's personally I think Bigger's going to be the Hmm. The bigger loss, um, bigger than Webb. I do actually, yeah, oh, yeah. I do think that because he, when he, you know, bigger rarely has a poor game. I know Webb doesn't either, but at the ten spot, he again bigger rarely misses a game as well. Actually, and obviously he, Webb's had injury problems, he's, not just this season, but he's there week in week out, isn't he? And if you go back over the games that the Ospreys have sort of snuck a, you know, snuck a win or mm-hmm. have looked to, to, there's been like key momentum changing. Um, parts is he? It's, it's quite often been a hit, a tackle from him, a rip from him mm. in the tackle, an up and an, a kick up, which he's then yeah. gathered, and a lot of it's come from from him. So it's like anything, isn't it? You're never going to know how good they are until they go. Yeah, and I think he'll be a massive success in England. I really do. Um, yeah, I mean, I mind you, he goes into a, a club that needs a that needs a good yeah. season themselves. But it's quite a nice position them. for him to go into. He'll, I think he'll relish that when he'll want to. He'll want to drive that forward. His standards are, are so high, and he'll. I think he'll. It's. I think it'll suit him to, to really gel and get bring everyone together. All right. And last point on the Ospreys. Looks again this this week. The the word out of Wales is that Alan Clark is edging closer to that to that appointment. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm all for that. You know, I like the look of him. Um, what he's done. What he's done since he's been the head man there is impressive, and. Um, I can't see how you can really look beyond that. He hasn't. He's not been a number one, really, is he? But he knows the game, mm. and um, I think the way in which he's changed the Ospreys in quite a short period of time, yeah. and given them, you know, given them a, uh, they all know. They all seem to know what they, what they need to do at the moment, and that's 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 one of yeah. the main things things as a coach. And another potential reason to be cheerful is Matt Sherrett coming in as yeah. As a backs or attack coach, I forget which one it is, because again, you know, look at the way that Cardiff Blues have finished the season, and they've changed some sparkling stuff behind the scrum. So again, potentially, you might have the Sherrett factor. You know, I've seen the Ospreys seem to have sorted their pack out as well. You might have that 
bit of what's the word bit of ingenuity in the coaching to bring out the best of you know of, of a pretty much scratch back line really yeah he's gonna have his work he's gonna have his work cut out isn't he sure there's no doubt about that with <laughs> with um the amount of changes yeah there. He's, it's, I think he will. It's, it isn't going to be easy. Yeah, that's no, that's true. But then he's got a, he's got he's got a, some reliable figures into the mix as well. Dan Evans, I thought was oh, magnificent again. That, that line, yeah, the, the line and the step. It's the step, isn't it? Because yeah, so many players would get caught by the by the by the mm. fullback at that point. But every time, and it is every time, isn't mm. it? He beats the he beats the final man. Yeah, and it it he makes it look so easy. It's almost like a it's like a Scott Gibbs sort of like a throw of the hips, isn't it? Like a little yeah. drink. Um, yeah, I could, I could, I could watch him play. Yeah, he's one of my absolute favourites. It was a beautiful line he took, yeah. wasn't it? It's, it's just classic him. Yeah. Wow. There we go, Dan Evans for you. Right, okay. So we're going for you're going for fact on that one. Let's move on to some of the other teams now. Right, one to four, two, number two. Oh god. <laughs> right. Despite losing, the Dragons' second half is the turning point they will need. Fact or fiction? The turning point they will need. It's, I'm gonna to have to go with. Uh... So again, context context for anyone who hasn't hasn't necessarily seen this, uh, seen this one. Dragons were getting pumped at half time, and then were twenty. What was it? Twenty. Twenty six, twenty five, or twenty seven, twenty six up something like that. Yeah, it was a big and, gap. Um, big big gap. And yeah, pulled that back pretty much unanswered unanswered um, points in the second half. Three tries. And then lost in the last kick of the game by conceding a penalty, a scrum on their own five with their own put in. <laughs> so hard for them to take. Which is, yeah. But is there enough in that second half performance? Do you think that mentally there'll be enough in there to say, right, we've got? I I don't actually. Okay. I think it was it had to be the win, mm. and it, the the performance was was great. It was showed it showed a huge amount of heart and courage. And it was a very, very young side, wasn't it? Mm. But I just think it was all about getting that win because the sides, the side is is, is changing quite a lot, isn't it? Almost on a on a week by week basis. I don't think you're taking that continuity. You know, people like Corey will be able to draw on that, but and he, but had, that's really he had a mighty right? fine game. Didn't he? Yeah, he did, and that. But that that is again, maybe I'm clutching at straws here. Um, but the first time I heard about this is when I was watching the. So I was watching the, the Cardiff Blues game on telly and then they announced they, so I heard at half time what the what the score was. So I was watching it on delay, so I watched it today, so I've avoided all the rugby scores and avoided social media. Uh, thanks for covering loads of tweets on on, on our Twitter account there. Yeah, Dan, I, I noticed there was loads of activity from you while I wasn't while I wasn't on there. Um but yeah, so, so anyway, I digress. I, so having stayed away from social media, I'm I'm kind of sat thinking, right, great, another another pump in for the Dragons, and then all of a sudden they're 27, 26 in front, and you start to think, oh my god, this this is going to be the thing that this could be that that one point that you look back at, and even though he didn't get a result, and it's a re- it's a really dubious call, like again, you mm-hmm. know, why you're going to collapse it on on your own five? That doesn't make any sense. That's proper like hail mary, last roll of the dice from. From Benetton to try and to try and win a pen and it's worked. I don't. It just it just doesn't seem to make any sense. All you all you're going to do in that situation is go. Okay, let's have a nice clean strike. Get it to the get it to the base of the scrum and then we're done. You know the clock's red. So 
yeah, I, I don't know. There's part of me that just thinks, as, yeah, as, it's a harsh call. It compounds what's been another miserable season, and probably you know probably the worst in ter- certainly the worst in terms of results. But I do think the fact that people like Corey have had a good game, and you'll be able to look at some of them young kids and go, yeah, right, you know, we fine, we didn't get the result, we didn't get that result in that game, but. At tough points during next season, is that the kind of thing that you'll be able to point to, or am I just in dreamland here? There'll definitely be there's definitely positives from it, aren't there? But I don't think it's it's going to be. I don't think it'll mark a turning point. I think a win would have. Yeah, I really do. But there's, I mean, and you know, there's going to be um, players that Corey will be having a chat with Jackman about that. Uh, you know, between them as a senior player and and, and captain and, and coaching group, they'll say the you know this guy has got has got something that we can work mm. with. Um, so is he, so is he. So there's there's many positives and you could also see how much it was hurting them, which shows they, they, they want it, don't they? A number of those boys want it. Um it's, it it'll it, it it'll benefit them in a way for next for next season, some of the players, but a lot of them aren't gonna be there, are they? So yeah. how can it be a, a sort of a defining moment when a lot of those guys aren't gonna be there? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. But again, that's why I think it is kind of those. Uh, the optimist in me is just going. Well, you know, maybe it is something that that Corey said to him at halftime that's got them fired up. Maybe it's something that Jackman said to them. Maybe it is right. You need to go out there and, and play with some bloody pride for that jersey. But then the other side looks at it and goes, well, actually, maybe it was a case of Benetton had just thought they had the game sewn up, taking their foot off the pedal and got caught, and then when it matters, have, have well, been able to close, close they, out the game. They're a good. I mean. They're a decent side, aren't they? they? The way in which they've side, turned, yeah. they've they turned it around. They're not an easy side to to beat, and it was ever so close to getting a win, as you said. You know, you know, you throw a different ref in there, and it probably would have been a different decision. Mm-hmm. So, it's it's mighty, mighty unlucky. And when the chips are down, they tend those decisions tend it to go. Rain, but it pours. Yeah, they tend to go against you, don't they? And uh, they'll be massively disappointed with that. All right, next one. You've got a choice of one, three, or four. Let's go with number one. Cardiff Blues can be forgiven the late loss at their game in Bloemfontein, given all of the circumstances. What a game that was, firstly. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? I really enjoyed it. It was, it was helter-skelter, That's wasn't one it? of the best. In fact, we watched it. So, Like I say, we watched it here this afternoon, and um, Rosie's watching it with me. Or certainly the she last enjoy bit. It? She was doing her nails. Oh. <laughs> and she looked, she looked doing at yours. the end and said, uh, I don't mind already, I'll get mine done professionally. And... Uh, She's looked up and said, "She's like, God, if every game, if every game was like this, I'd, uh, I'd be, I'd be putting it on the telly." And well, there we are. That's yeah, that's great, isn't it? It is, yeah. And yeah, it was, it was just mesmerising, wasn't it? It Absolutely was It was, yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't work out. I, I before the game started, I thought, God, you know, God of Blues don't need, they don't want to play too much, you know, too much rugby. You want to, you want to, you want to kick it out, mm. kick deep, turn them. Um, and just literally play fairly minimal, minimal, you know, minimal rugby really. Mm. Um, but that didn't happen, did it? Um, probably mainly because the set piece went so poorly. Um, yeah. You know, my hills, my hill had a had a difficult it was a bad game, didn't it? Well, well, suppose, well the, the, the unit, the, the unit. Yeah. yeah, I mean, unit, yeah, I mean, it's it, we, you know, it's, it's easy to blame them. Okay, it is, yeah. But they couldn't get any ball there, could they? And um, but I think the the disruption there is obviously that in the last few games they've been reliant on kind of steady experienced players like Christian Dacey and, and Matt Reese in those positions yeah and you know Kirby's not played a massive amount of rugby this yeah. 
this season. He's everywhere in the loose, wasn't he? Yeah, 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 all, all, yeah. all over the park. I mean, Coombs made a good point, didn't he, saying that, you know, a 10 or 11 changes is going to be very, very difficult. Yeah. And then with obviously that 55-hour fast of a... Oh, that's ever, madness, ever. isn't it? It's like bloody yeah. planes, trains, and automobiles stuff, you know. It's like going it's like back John, in time. John Candy had an easier yeah. journey than, uh, <laughs> than that lot. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah it's madness. Is it, I just thought it was a good point. Coop, you mentioned about how they probably would have had, uh, you know, it needed a, it needed a day working on the lineouts as a small yeah, group. Yeah, that's a good point. And um, yeah, that didn't happen, and that probably led to the reason why the first half, because then the second half they did they mm. did improve on that, um, but they needed needed a half of rugby to get it out of the system. Um, but it, it led to a, you know, a, a game which the ball was thrown around. Some of the that one particular try where um, the dog leg in the in the Cardiff Blues, you know, first of all I thought Cuthbert, what is he doing mm. there? But it was um, what's well, two? Yeah, two of them. He's run up and slipped as well, and he, he spot flipped. Slip. He slipped. Yeah, it was that 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 slip, wasn't it? Um, but that was basic. Mm. That was that was pretty basic. But um, yeah, they. Uh, their pack went well, didn't they? The the South Africans went, you know, they were got a lot of offloads. Yeah. Um, you know, the work, on the, the work on the floor from the Blues, I thought, was amazing. For, you know, Navidi and Robinson, and then when Ellis Robinson. Jenkins and then when Ellis Jenkins came on as well, he, he was brilliant. Yeah. Did yeah, he made a lot of turnovers, didn't he? In the moment he came on, um, there was a good there was a good shout, wasn't there? That maybe um, because Navidi was just out on his ear, wasn't he? There was, he wasn't injured, was he? Must have, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, because he walked off. He yeah. You know, he he never really gets injured, does he? But there was a good call that maybe Damian Welsh should have come off. Yeah, because he's, he's about 30, 35. Yeah. Absolutely blowing. Yeah. I mean, you could just see it, couldn't it? And um, Turnbull to pop into the second yeah, row yeah. and keep Navidi on. You yeah. probably would have found you know give him a little little Lucas aid, and he probably would have. Ultimately, though, I don't think that I don't think that was the decision that cost him. I think particularly if you no. look that the game was won by a scrum penalty 20... try, you probably you would probably want. Welsh on rather than than Turnbull in the second row when it comes to scrummaging. Yeah, but if the legs are gone and everything else, yeah, it's you, you, you never know, do you? What do you make of that? Um, I mean, Cardiff Cardiff Blues were definitely under the cosh, weren't they? Mm. Up front. I mean, yeah, um, but what what character some... as well? Like you know, oh. I, I just think a to a to get back into the game to go ahead. Yeah, the they, they were absolutely blowing fifty five hour journey. I'm gutted that they couldn't do it. Actually, yeah, I am. Because they didn't deserve was, to do that. No, that was such an amazing effort. And you think it would have been so easy to just roll over. And, and they could have used that as an excuse. And I, I don't think anyone will in that dressing room. The way no. they've been playing at the moment, I don't think anyone will be sat there going, "Oh well, you know, their mind with all the all the confusion and stuff." They'll be sat there seething. Yeah, brutally honest. Said, so, "Yeah, they." Yeah, yeah. It's an it's an amazing achievement to get back because. That could have been you, you. You could really see them just rock, just heading up towards forty. Yeah. Um, because they their tails were up, weren't they? But to claw to claw it back, they did. You know, it was the eighty seventh, eighty seventh minute. Mm. I thought the young blues, the young blues front row as well. That then that then came on. Did you know they did pretty well, didn't they? Yeah. Um, at times, Again, I think but, they did. I think they did well, but it's that situation where. You know, when you've got five, six, seven resets of a scrum and you're defending for the game, that is really where you want. You know, you would have loved the front row of of Geffen, Felice yeah. and, and Smiler. Yeah. You know, you would have absolutely loved that. It's got a lot of mixed report, that, that you know, the final scrum. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of people, 
on on social I saying he was bo- you know he was boring. I in thought and... he, I thought the the one before that as well actually. I thought and and you could hear Ellis in the ref's ear. Yeah, saying saying hang on he's he's just he's just been he's he's coming in, in on the angle. Yeah, because um because yeah. the oppo's coming on the angle, and I could see that actually, but. You never once you've lost the first four or five of them, you're never going to get the call. Really, yeah. it's it's very unlucky, um, and I think that's the thing that's so soul destroying. Because every time I'm just sat there going, "Go on, go on, one was more it, push, one more big push." Was it fairly late that he went to the that he went to? Because uh, I was watching it, and I, mm. my my so I was heading out heading out right, following the ball, mm. and uh, then all of it, it, then there was a penalty try. It seemed a bit late. I don't know. It seemed as if the second for me, but... as if the ref had sort of. Uh, you were using two minds a little yeah. bit delayed, well, delayed, and then it, then it was penalty try. He, but... could, he could have given it earlier. He could, if, if yeah. Give, that, the pressure of a penalty try, yeah. you could have given that yeah. earlier anyway. But the pressure yeah. was mounting, wasn't it? And I think yeah. you know it was it was tricky. But you had you had to feel for them. Yeah, um, definitely, uh, definitely. And I some think, some I superb um, superb performances. Um, mainly for me, one young man in the in the backs. Go on, your man Matthew. I thought for an amazing set. Well, you saw you saw Matthew Morgan's career in yeah. in one game. But there. if we're going on the positives, yeah, as you well, usually like, do. I do when it comes to Nipper. Yeah. It's just like that first break. Yeah. Again, that was everything. That was everything you want to see from Matthew Morgan. Amazing break, the little chip through, the wheels to, to go through. But again, he, how did they not score? Yeah, I know. How did they they have a chance. That? That's the thing. Quite a few, quite a few chances in yeah. that first half. That that should have been a score, yeah. and left you see, he could have, he could have, yeah, but he could have completely stopped, picked it up, and, yeah. and gone over the line. So yeah. there was that, and then you saw some pretty duff defensive positioning from him, from Cuthbert, and from Halaholo at certain points in the first half. Other than that, I thought Halaholo was excellent. Actually, I thought he was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but then, yes, yeah, so you, you saw that, and then in the second half, you saw everything that you want to see from Matthew Morgan. Just he was such a threat, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, and when the game it was so exciting, up, yeah, it was his type of game, wasn't yeah. it? The ball, you know, the when the, when it's like that, he he just he's so great to so great to watch. I thought Lane as well had a brilliant game. Yeah, he's that, a great ta- player. that tackle outright, yeah. what a tackle that was because that was a try all it was day perfectly long. Perfectly timed because it wasn't like he was a massive smash into touch. He just needed to get him at the he, right point. Yeah, he had to, to nudge tip, to tip him. Um, yeah. to tip his one foot into touch. So yeah, yeah, I he's, te- he well. he's technically great, isn't he? Mm. Scott on the score sheet again. Um, turns up in good positions. I th- he's, he's he's looking really good. Yeah, and I think yeah, this this bodes well going into the semi final against Poe. Yeah, you know, obviously there's there's uh, there's league rugby to be played throughout the the remainder of the season as well. But that's a massive. That's such a massive game for. For the Blues, it's a hu- yeah, it's a huge game. It just would have been, it would have been so nice when they're sitting here now with, with you know, the Blues getting the win and the drag, you know, and the Dragons as well. You know, just well, I sat, I sat there thinking, you know, I'm kind of making sketches as to what, um, what we're going to talk about on the, on the podcast, yeah. and I'm sat there thinking we could end up with four wins here, and, you know, in a way that that's you know the the two most remarkable things would have been the, the uh, the two the, what ended up being the two losses, but. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah it, I don't know. It should it should be a, a really interesting end to the season for the Blues, and, and it would be great if they could pick up that bit of silverware in, for for Danny's last couple. You know, for Danny's last season, they'll definitely be playing for him, won't they? I think they will. Right, we have two remaining. Number three or number four? Three. George North will sign for the Cardiff Blues. Fact or fiction? This is the last time we're going to debate this one. 
Dragons and Scarlet seem to have been ruled out. It's between the Blues and the Ospreys, we seem to think. And I I'm making the, a point that this is going to be the yeah. last time. Where Where is he I going? I said the Blues a while ago, didn't I? Oh, we've said yeah, everyone a while ago. Probably have, yeah. yeah. We were like, oh no, he's going He's going back west. Then it was like, oh no, no, he's going... Uh, he's going He's going to the Dragons. And now we seem, it seems to be a straight shootout between the Blues and the Ospreys. I don't think you can... I don't think he can be the Blues, can he really? Why not? I mean, yeah. Yeah, he's got a berth that's been vacated by Cuthbert. Yeah, so there's a couple of quid there from him. Well, Andy's on an NDC. Yeah. As well, so you've got the union Which picking helps. up, picking up um, part of that tab also. Yeah, you, you think you think you can see him with the blues? I'm gonna say yeah. I, I think I've said Ospreys all along, but I'm gonna go blues now. Yeah, well, I should really back the blues. I, 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 it was a bit left field a long time ago when I mentioned mm. when I mentioned the blues. Um, I suppose with the signings that the Ospreys have made recently, because they they've they've signed a winger, haven't they as well? You probably would edge you you'd edge it towards the blues. Um, I'm surprised that the other two. Have... I mean, things you need, you know, you need strength in in every position now anyway so it's and you think the amount of injuries that every side has suffered this season you're always going to need extra men I think the the thing that obviously North brings is that shot in the arm that it gives you for marketing and, yeah I think it could do well for stuff for Cardiff Blues in terms of the marketing side of it if, if, if there's a side that it would work well with I think it would be the Blues um I suppose where he, in terms of the geography, it probably suits suits him fairly well. I'd being say it, it probably suits him. Being the better, Blues, doesn't it? Yeah. If we were saying that that moving to the Dragons would have been a, a geographic, yeah, move, then that does kind of make sense. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with the Blues. Yeah. All right. Got him. Fact. fact. It's a fact. And then finally, right, we not really mentioned Scarlets so far, which is a rarity. Uh, Scarlets are going to win back to back league titles. Fact or fiction? Oh. They'll can the Scarlets win 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 both? That's surely that's going to be too much. Is it though? Wow, that's a so massive ask. Two, isn't it? With the squad, two remaining the injuries games. they've got. Yes, the injuries that's, definitely is definitely a concern. I think I if think the injuries weren't in the, there, yeah, you know, in the backs, then there'd be. But you can do it in the backs sometimes. You can do it in the outside backs. You know, in particular, if you look. So you saying this now as a forward? If you look, <laughs> you know what these backs are like. Um, Just slot someone in and they'll be all right. That's fine, yeah. Put anyone out. Put James Davis on the wing. You know, he's, he's absolutely fine. See, that um, is, is, is give and take. Yeah, amazing. Oh, absolutely. Again, love, that on love, watching, yeah. love watching play. Um, but I think you can do it to a certain degree. Like, if look at Wales in the 2015 Rugby World Cup, right? The entire back line virtually was injured. Right, you had bigger fit, and you had who else was fit? That was about it, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, you, you, know, you had Liam Williams was was in and out with injury. You had Scott Williams got injured during the tournament. You had Jonathan Davis missed the whole tournament through injury. You had Webby missing the whole oh, tournament. But we still had some injury. quality players coming in, didn't we? I mean, we did. Not... we did, but if that had been the other way round and they'd lost Warburton, Alan Jones, um, Gethin Jenkins, Ken Owens. That then becomes a different scenario for me. I yeah, think. yeah. Was it? In fact, was Kenny even the starting? 
Okay, I don't know, but the point I'm making is if you lose a core and you, you know, if you lose a core from within that pack, then I think it can make that monstrous difference. And I think if the Blues had had lost Barkley, Burn, Covey, Ken Owens, then I go all right. Yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a step too far. But I think there's. Well, there's so much of their strength lies in the, the yeah. forward and the set piece. Well, it's testament the to them, isn't it? Yeah. That they because you know, obviously they're renowned for being this, you know, fluid, mm. you know, free running side. But actually, it's this the work of the forwards, isn't it? This 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 the heartbeat of this. So, um, I do, I am concerned about the injuries, um, and that is why I think that that because we're at the highest level now, yeah. aren't we? That that's why I think the the double. Is probably going to be too yeah. too much, but I, th- I think the double will be too far. But I, I they they they're going to be they're going to be favouring, aren't they? The Champions Cup, surely. Well, you have to, don't you? Because this is a yeah. Well, even you... to get out of the pool stages of the Champions Cup is a hard thing to do, yeah. especially the pool they were in. Then to get a home quarter, then to do the job there. So you're ready. You you you. If you're but then they that game that game could be. It could be all over after that, you know, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like, right, we go again, you know, we go again for a couple of games because if you look at the the way that pool B is is sat at the moment, they've still got a chance of getting of getting a top spot in there, and their remaining fixtures are Scarlet. So Edinburgh away next weekend, right? Now Edinburgh are a good side, much improved this season, but they're not in a great run. Yeah, Ulster they've just done off them at home. They? Cardiff did them in the uh, in the European Challenge Cup, so there's that. Then after that, they've got um, Judgment Day, where they play the Dragons, Gimme, bonus points galore, um, versus, yeah, so, so then that brings, you, that brings you to the end of the season. So, I don't know, I think they've got every, every, chance of, every chance of doing that, you know? You wouldn't look at that fixture list and go, oh, I'm, I'm terrified, would you? No, but what do you reckon? Do you reckon you rest? You... you... It's, there's not that many players you can actually rest because they're so because it's, it's not because, squad, it, yeah. because it's so thin. Um, it's not out of the question, but I'm going to go with. I can't even remember the question now, but I'm going to go. Scars will win back to back titles, so as in they'll retain the, the Pro 14 title. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say, unfortunately, fiction. I think that uh, the Scars will be put in. Uh, their eye will be definitely on the champions. I just don't quite think. They'll have the they'll have the squad, the squad depth at the moment for uh, for the two the two, you know, the latter stages now. But I do hope I'm wrong. Yeah. So do you yeah, think that's there's something in that? I think yeah, there is something in that. But I think what will happen is, I think Europe might be a step too far. I think that might be too difficult to to turn Leinster over in the Champions Cup semi. Oh come on! I hope I hope we're, I hope I'm wrong on that, and we're scratching around. Saving our pennies to get her to get over there as well and do doubling on a shoestring, which is going to be uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. But that I think you know, looking realistically, I think that's the that's the toughest part. Um, the league, I think, I think could be wide open. You know, you've got um, you've got this whole kind of sixteen playoff system now, so the top the top two teams will go through to the to the semis. So a second place will still get them a home. Um, a home semi-final. Yeah, it's there, isn't it? Yeah. It is there. Sorry, a home quarter-final, I guess it is. Yeah, it's um, there. I, I mean, a lot of it will come down to that, that Leinster game. So, you know, if Scarlet's win that, you, you, you'd back them, wouldn't you? 
You yeah. really would. I mean, it's just going to be huge that game. I just uh, when you look, you know, when you look at the co- you look at the coaching setup, the, the feeling, you know, the I suppose the whole sort of vibe around the squad with the, the you know some key guys that go in as well. It just seems as if could this be the could this be their time? Yeah. Because it's so difficult, isn't it, just to get out of the group? Yeah. You know, with the 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 money that is thrown at at, at you know is thrown at the, the other mm. squads. It's like literally, oh, we need a player. To we'll get, get to in, the semi-final you know, is incredible, isn't it? It's an, it's already an incredible achievement, yeah. And but I don't you you don't want that to creep in, do you? To mm. think, oh, well, they've done well, so you know, less sort of uh, uh, you know, we'll sign off there. I just I really hope the scars the scars can make that final. I'd say it's it's a scarlet it's a scarlet uh, cup. Well, let's hope so. And for the record, I've just looked at Leinster's remaining fixtures. They've got Benetton at home and uh, and Connacht away. <laughs> they're going uh, to walk yeah. both those games, I think, yeah. uh, and top of the group. And never mind. Um, anything, anything is possible. Right, that's the end of Fact or Fiction. We'll be taking a short break, and then when we come back, we will be chatting to Jamie Roberts. Right, at the end of the show, we're going to speak to Adam Jones. Uh, we'll talk to him about retirement, haircuts and airport security scares. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But first, we had a chat with Jamie Roberts, which was uh, absolutely fascinating. Loved, uh, loved doing this. And a big thanks to the boys at, um, at Harlequins for sorting this out for us as well. Um, so here's, uh, here's our chat with Jamie Roberts. So this is where you should be hearing an interview with Jamie Roberts, but instead you're hearing my voice at 1am in the morning, having spent two hours trying to recover a corrupt audio file. And basically my yeah, my 15 minutes with Jamie has lost all but 1 minute and 28 seconds of it, which doesn't really tell the full story. Um, so... I'm going to still try and, and see if I can get a brighter mind than mine to, to fix this later on in the week and call on any uh, any of you lot who may have experienced similar problems if anyone's able to help, um, yeah, get in touch with us uh, and that would be great. Uh, but in the meantime, here's, uh, here's the, the rest of the podcast as we recorded it. So yeah, really thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, re- amazing, interesting uh, to, to chat to, uh, to someone like that. How big is he? That's the that's the Dan is like a statue. He's like a statue has come to life. Uh, I'm a big bloke, right? As in, I'm I'm quite I'm easy six foot three, maybe six foot four, and I felt like a small boy next to him. He's it's like yeah, he's like he's carved out of granite. I mean, oh, yeah. I'm, is he another question I've got for you? He seems as if he's the type of chap that like absolutely adores rugby. Yeah, because you know when you interview some people and and they could probably take it or leave mm. it. Maybe when they when their career comes to an yeah. end, they they might move away from the game. You know, um, he's he's not that yeah. man then, is he? No, and obviously a bit of this bit of this comes across in the interview, which you won't have heard yet as we as no. we record this. But yeah, a bit of this obviously kind of comes across in terms of he's in he's another. I think he's like you get the feeling he's like Warburton. He's a student of rugby and he's completely dedicated to it. Afterwards, I don't know, you know, I, I often wonder, 
with pros, you know, because it's your day job, you know, whether yeah. you're, you do it, but he is clearly obsessed with the game and wanting to make himself better and, and what he can learn for it. He's a student of the game, you know, definitely. Um, and yeah, that, that kind of definitely kind of came across. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, right, well, uh, and, and of course we got... Similar a... language as well to uh, to Bish, actually. <laughs> There's, uh, yeah, yeah, obviously a, a bit more... Um... Let me tell you something, Alger. <laughs> oh, mate, that was, that was fascinating. That was, that was truly I can't fascinating. Stop, I can't stop listening to it. It yeah. is brilliant. Yeah, I love. Uh, you know, I loved it. I, what I an came interview. out of there. I can't remember if I phoned you or not, but I definitely texted you after it happened. And I was like, that was just, that was just incredible. You texted me. Yeah, yeah I, I was so excited. You. It was. I was so excited. Yeah, that is. Such I felt. A good... I felt drained after the one with Bish. Like I, I did two podcasts that morning, and then went and watched the the Wales France game. But I was yeah. so exhausted because it just. It's exactly it's like adrenaline. adrenaline you're always saying around. about just you know getting. You want people to be pe- you want people to be who they are, yeah. absolutely genuine, true to themselves, and that was him. It was, it was incredible. Hundred percent, yeah. So yeah, that was uh, that was equally fascinating. So again, another last pug for our uh, for our special with David Bishop, which if you haven't heard yet, make sure yeah, you you've go got to have a listen to that and have a listen to that. And uh, yeah, and a chat with Adam Jones coming up at the end of the show as well. But just before we do that, Dan Killick, any other business? Our uh, our roundup of all the other bits and pieces. And uh, a few bits of transfer news. So one which you alluded to during the uh, I did. during fact or fiction, uh, which we haven't mentioned yet. I think it might, might have been a couple of weeks ago. But Namibian international winger Leslie Klim uh, is joining the Ospreys. Known for his pace. Oh, of course he is. What a winger! Who'd have thought? Absolutely, very <laughs> very quick so. man. Uh, well, I tell you, someone who does know a bit more about Leslie Klim will know a bit more than you, and that's Phil Davis. And uh, we're hopefully going to be catching up with Phil soon as well so um, we'll be sure to get his uh... yeah, you'll be able to give a lot more on it than I can yeah I, uh, I dare say <laughs> uh, but Osprey's been a bit busy in the, in the transfer market as well they've signed Tom Bolter prop from from the Cheetahs and again good signing leads you to yeah yeah again scrummaging is very Absolutely. much your area isn't it he's on the vegan diet as well yeah. um, had a chat to him last week Enjoying the leaves, trying yeah. to drop a couple of quids. He's on the uh, on the vegan diet. He is, yeah. He's, um, yeah. I think he'll he'll slot in quite nicely down there. So watch that one. It does make you think though that um, potentially because he's tight head, isn't he? Yeah. It makes you think again that our hips, our hip, yeah, our hips gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's been going on for so long. Yeah, I know. I think I feel like we mentioned it in the first podcast of the season. Love it if he stayed. Yeah, he's brilliant. I think he's been. He's been. They'll look back at that and go, he's been one of the. You know, I don't think he's quite in the the all time kind of philo tier tier yeah. signings. You know that kind of level. But you look back and go, yeah, what a fantastic servant he's been to the Ospreys. He's even got a passing game now, isn't he? Oh yeah, yeah. He loves the, he I, loves uh, slotting a ten. Yeah, I really. Well, you say he's got a passing game. He's not exactly well, he, Rob Evans, he, is he? No, but um, he, he he passes the ball. Yeah, <laughs> well, I think he likes standing at first receiver. Yeah, um, yeah, I enjoyed that. Well, not enjoyed, but it was funny that one last season when they were playing in Europe, and he went for that canter down the wing and yeah, uh, and tweaked his <laughs> tweaked his alley a oh, bit. Yeah, as well. he, did. he was moving though. <laughs> he was, and actually, more uh, more news on the um, players departing cheaters. And that is Clayton Blumencheese, who is someone who has mm. shone in a couple of games against Welsh opposition this year. He tore the Dragons apart the other week at Rodney. And uh, yeah, he didn't have a bad game against um, against the Blues either. But he is an exciting one. God, him slotting into the sky. I know, yeah. Line. That's exciting, isn't it? Yeah, it is. They're gonna, yeah, Dan I, West, they'll be loving that. 
I bet as well you'll see him play 10, 12, 13, 14, 11, 15. He's going to play everywhere. Back row. Yeah, well, no. Anywhere in the back line, you're going to see him slot in. Do you think they'll ask him to change his hairstyle when he gets down No, there? keep that. I love it. it it's, yeah, it's got that real amazing half a haircut, hedgehog yeah. thing going on. But yeah, he's. Yes, I, I think he's a really exciting player. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to see him, him slotted in. I do think you're right. He'll be, he'll be in. He'll turn up in a couple of different positions. Yeah, right? I think he'll do like Asquith's done for them this season, where he's done yeah. a job at, at ten on the wing. Yeah, back, massive. That, Asquith, he's a big, big blow. Big, big blow. Now, yeah, it is. Again, what a shrewd signing. Like, oh, I know we I say know. this every time, but it's been. But it is every time yeah. with 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 the scars. Isn't it? Their recruitment is really something not else. Done, isn't there, yeah. They haven't. They're not. They're not. They're not. They haven't got an open checkbook. Man. No, they, they've recruited but, really, really yeah, so, But a couple of good signings for them, they've made, haven't they? Definitely. And one more year for Gethin Jenkins. How about that? And then we'll be, we'll be saying that again next year. I right? hope so. I hope oh, so. It's just great, isn't it? Yeah. It'd be, it'd be so sad if, you know, imagine, you know, they say, oh, look, that's, that's the end now. Well, do you know what? From a from like a coaching point of view as well, it was funny chatting to chatting to Adam Jones, we'll hear about it in a second. He's made, made that transition from, you know, he moved as player coach, but it was always... I'll play a bit if if you need me yeah. to, and you just think like you know when you see a bloke of that stature and Gethin will be exactly the same. What young prop isn't going to be able to learn from Gethin Jenkins? And there's a load of great young props at, at the Blues, and you know you look at the Fires and and that Reese Carre and and players like that. Having someone like him to look up to and show you how to do it, you know. I just think you've got you've got to hang on to yeah. to a player like Gethin and and hopefully he's gonna you know he'll he'll be able to I don't know maybe he doesn't want to do any coaching but you just think there must be well, something you can learn from him yeah, every that, day of the week that's a, that's a big part of him he's obviously playing playing fantastic rugby at the moment as well isn't he but that's a big part of it isn't mm. it that there's a big change there's a big change of the Blues isn't there with the the new coach coming in as well and he'll just be integral only to you know a senior player and you'll 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 need He'll be coaching, money. He? he is coaching. That's exactly what he's going to be doing. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think the thing with him is as well is when he when he's playing. You know, if you're if you're packing down with him on the tight side, you know, on the, as a tight head with him on the uh, on the open side, or if you're you know you're a young hooker packing down next to him, no one's gonna, going to want to let him. Down. You're going to raise your game. You're going to raise your game yeah. and go. This is me. I've arrived now. Yeah. I'm 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 packing down with Gethin Jenkins. Yeah, let's see what we're made of. He'll, so, yeah. Everyone talks about his him knowing the game inside out and his game management, and making the right decisions, all those things. So he'll be—he's another one that'll just go straight into coaching, won't it? Um, so yeah, and and that's that's a great that's a great thing for us to see. Right, and then last last bit of news uh, in the uh, in the Welsh Cup. So Newport made the final, which I'm very oh, uh, very pleased. You won't mention that. Yeah, so yeah it's be, brilliant though. It is brilliant. You know, considering been a, it's been a you know a tumultuous twelve. 12 months for uh, for the Black and Ambers so it's great to see them in the uh, in the cup final where they'll play Merthyr the the Man City of uh, yeah, that'll be, uh, the Man City of, uh, big game. of Premiership Rugby um, so yeah Newport beat Clandavery and, uh, and Merthyr beat Evervale so I think the final's on the on the 29th of April so uh, yeah hopefully Newport will get that result that'll be great and uh, yeah so that pretty much brings us to, uh, to a conclusion from us here we'll leave you with our interview with Adam Jones if you've enjoyed it um, and you've listened to the specials or you've uh, this is the first time you listen. Make sure you come back for more. Tell your friends, tell your mates, help us uh, help us grow. Hopefully we're going to have lots more exciting stuff uh, for 
for you to listen to soon and let us know what you think at Attacking Scrum on Twitter, uh, on Facebook, join our Facebook group, Wales Rugby Fans, and leave us a review as well if you get the chance on iTunes. Big thanks to our sponsors, socoffeetrades.co.uk. We'll see you next week. Here's Adam Jones. Delighted to say, joining me on the Attacking Scrum podcast now, proper legend of Welsh rugby, Adam Jones with us. Adam, thank you very much indeed for joining us. How no problem. You? Very good. Yeah, excellent. Really good. So, obviously, a uh, really timely uh, point, in, point in time to be talking to you, it kind of reached the end of, your, end of your playing career. Wanted to start, though, by asking how much you're looking forward to, to getting stuck into a full-time coaching role. Yeah, look, it's been um, something I've been uh, kind of started looking into maybe last couple of years of the Ospreys. Uh, you know, working under uh, good coaches like you know John Humphreys, Graham Roundtree, and like you know Gats with Wales, and something he probably suggested actually Gats a few years ago. And um, yes, and then again, been really lucky to uh, have the opportunity given to me by the Queens when I first signed up here. So it's uh, no, it's been a good, um, yeah, been a, it's been a nice transition so far. And just seeing you out there, uh, obviously coaching a, coaching a kids session, which is fantastic to see. How much of your own experience? Will you look to bring to, to coaching and when you're mentoring uh, when you're mentoring young players? I think massively. Um, you know, it's a bit different with the kids, you know, from a, a local team. But you know, certainly with the um, first team boys and the academy boys, you know, sending, you know, if I can pass any knowledge and any help to them, that's you know, that's part of my job now. And uh, certainly, fortunately, been in some pretty, you know, good situations where I've got a lot of. Uh, different experiences uh, through my career so you know you know, it's not, I'm not I don't want to be one of these guys that you know I did this I did that this is how you should do this this is how you should do that you know something I want to be uh, you know it's got, it's got to be each player got to judge a bit of every merit and uh, you know every sort of scrum so it's uh, no, something I've been looking forward to and obviously it's been it's been a couple of weeks since you announced uh, since you announced your retirement how hard a decision was it was it to make and 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 you know, has it, has it been difficult to to no. kind of relive your, your career? I guess as you have been with a lot of media outlets over the last couple of weeks. No, I mean it's been um, it was fine. Look, I haven't played since last March. I've been you know, I sort of I signed, re-signed up here as a player coach, and you know, I'd done a bit of the pre-season. And uh, fortunately, we got you know very good we got very good props up here, and uh, you know, I wasn't needed bringing the boots on, and I think it was going to be a last resort anyway doing that. And um, no, I was kind of towards the end of last year, I played five games on the bounce, and then I played the sixth game and. I was just—I knew it was kind of time. I was, you know, these young kids and stuff. And you know, it's not. Uh, my body certainly wasn't the, uh, as uh, good it was sort of 2009 to 2013. So it's uh, no. Nah, look, it's, it, it wasn't a hard decision. It was something I planned for a while. And uh, but no, it's been great. It's been a good uh, reaction. I think a lot of people thought I'd already had retired, but um, for, <laughs> no. But it was good. It was great. It was, it was quite emotional. When I finally did it. But uh, no, it was good. It was, uh, and looking back at that uh, that career. What are the kind of the particular high points for you for both for both club and country? Oh, no, I think um, any sort of any time you win something with your club or country is massive. It's uh, you know so fortunately you know I've won four uh, Catholic leagues, so we call them with the Ospreys. And, you know it was obviously that bit of frustration we never kicked on with um, in the European competitions, but uh, three quarterfinals wasn't for some of the talent we had there. You know it wasn't good enough, and um, but no, I think. Yeah, was, it, was that a consensus amongst the dressing room at the time and amongst the, the lads that you know really well that you, you, you could have and should have achieved more? Yeah, it? I think when you look at so especially the last year when we got 2010, we got to the quarters, we just lost to be rich. You, know, you look at our team, it's sort of packed full of internationals. You know, Marty Hollow was playing for us, Tommy Bow, Jerry Collins was there. You know, we should have. You know, it's one of those ones where you know that's the one that got away. I think, and um, it's frustrating, but yeah, as you said, this. Uh, the four titles were, you know, pretty uh, special thing to be part of. And we had, you know, 
and it was one of those ones when we were kind of christened the Galacticos by some media people, but or whoever, whatever actually called it. But um, you know, I remember looking at the team we beat Leicester once, and you know, obviously we had Jerry Collins, Marty, Tommy Bow, but then you had the front five all came through the Ospreys region somehow. You know, the back row, Ryan Jones came in from Bergen, but um, you know. Andrew Bishop, you know these guys. James Hook, there was a Shane Williams. These blokes are all Ospreys boys, and uh, you know, so we weren't as much as we were all internationals, and uh, you know, pretty prominent internationals. We weren't, you know, from other parts of the world. You know, yeah. we were all local Australia region boys. So. And then, yeah, just uh, just quickly, like, obviously, three Grand Slams during that time as well. Is there one that you can kind of pick out as your as your favourite out of those three, or is it is it like picking your favourite child? <laughs> I think one child. So, uh, yeah, I think um, uh, probably the third one. I think just because you know it kind of put myself, Geth, and Ryan in uh, you know a bracket of there's only six Welsh people have done it, and uh, so you know that's obviously a massive uh, part of uh, you know my uh, life, and you know it's one of those things you can kind of look back on. You know, I know it's a bit of a cliche, you know. People always ask you know, is it easy to look back? You know, now we, it's all sort of almost done and dusted you can kind of look back at these things and uh, reminisce a bit And uh, but no it was the third one probably I think uh, but even the early that was uh, special again beating England for it to win the title so the, I think and the way we did it as well Awesome and then just to, just to finish a couple of things so a lot's been a lot's been written there since uh, since you retired and I wanted to get your opinion on these these three statements that have come out from a few of your ex, ex-teammates yeah, as yeah. to whether these are, these are true or not so okay. I'd like you to answer no. fact or fiction on these ones of course. Bob, if you don't mind you and Duncan Jones had skinheads at the start of your career. Uh, yeah, factish. Yeah, it was more um, like crew cuts, you know, yeah. rather than yeah. Dunk probably had a number one all over, and I probably shot back and sides, but yeah, not far off here. Yeah. yeah. Ian Goff once caused a security scare by shouting bomb repeatedly at you while at an airport. I think uh, yeah, I'm pretty may well have, but I think he's <laughs> he's stolen that joke off someone else. I think. <laughs> And then finally, this is the most contentious. You had a gentleman's agreement with Gethin that you go easy on each other when you're on opposing teams. <laughs> um, no, no, we we certainly used to text each other the night before games and uh, ask if you're playing or whatnot because it was it was before the time was when you had to get a team out there, especially with Lynn. He'd kind of Lynn would pick me out at half and Shane Tight did props some of the time just to like <laughs> just to mess with the opposition. And uh, but no, no, we definitely text each other the night before the game. But uh, gentleman's agreement. Um, he might have been, but I certainly didn't. I always like to get one up on him, especially in the scrums. So. Lynn, the maddest coach you played for? Lynn, yeah, he'd be, oh, mad, yeah, he'd be happy. But the thing with Lynn, I think um, sometimes the stories and uh, get in the way of what a sort of uh, good coach he was. Such a innovative thinker, you know. Was, you know, I'll always look back to New Zealand World Cup 2011. Tony Woodcock scored a try, line out, dropped down to the middle to do set prop. 2011, Duncan scored, I think, 12 tries in one season in 2001. He was in that same move. Yeah. So it's not, you know, it's like it's one of those ones where he gets sort of tarnished with the, you know, he's a bit of a crazy guy, but his actual rugby knowledge and rugby head and, as I said, innovative thinking is, uh, you know, on probably a different level to what I've ever worked with. So he's, uh, you know, he's fantastic. He's a bit mad. <laughs> well, it's been a pleasure chatting. Thank you, Thank you very much. much. Cheers, bye. Podcast Network.